Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for Spirit Tribal and Magic the Gathering. On this episode, I got a special guest, and we're going to be talking about Crimson Vow. Also, we're going to get real particular about the Spirit Tribe. And then finally, we got the shout-out section where I'm looking for the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. Are you excited? Because I know I am. So let's get this thing started, shall we? Let's go. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me on this episode. I am your host, Dwight, a.k.a. DeBlanco, a medium that wears an extra, extra large. You can reach out to me on Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm, or you can email me directly at MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. Let me know how am I doing. Am I doing a good job, a bad job, or I shouldn't quit my day job? And then finally, MTG Ectoplasm.com. That's right. I got my personal website where I put the latest and greatest episodes up there. And if you want to donate or sponsor an episode just like this one, you can do that there now just so you're aware i have a special announcement uh through somewhere in the show and uh i hope you're going to be excited about that too but with that being said i want to thank you the thousands and thousands of you worldwide listening to the show making it your number one spot for magic and spirits now the reason why i say it like that ladies and gentlemen because i've cracked 5100 listeners okay it's amazing and and without you it couldn't be done so let me begin by saying i have a special guest my special guest you've had i've had him here multiple times he is the one of the admins for uh the spirit uh discord and it's dr katz welcome back dr katz how you doing Pretty good. How are you? It's good to be back. I'm doing well. Thank you. For some reason, the applaud button didn't work, but here, let's see. Oh, there it is. There it is. Hey, <laughs> okay. the crowd is there. Hey. Perfect. Perfect. As long as they respond, you know, better late than sorry, right? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> They're happy I'm here. There you go. So how are you doing, Dr. Katz? It's been a long time, you know, since uh, you've been on the show. It's like, what? It's since- been a bit, yeah. Um, I think our last one was Midnight, hon. Midnight I don't think we night? talked a lot about it because we're... Definitely wasn't as much to say. Mm, we, we were like, where are they going to go? What are they going to do? Are we going to be excited? And we're disturbed. I know. <laughs> yep. And disturb isn't this set, but I think it's not as bad as it was in the other set. For us, oh, Exactly. I Like, me personally, I you know, there are some very interesting cards that Wanty decided to go with. It's not like one of these broken sets. It's not, you know... The throne of Eldraine craziness here. Oh, just a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Right? But, I mean, there are, what I will say is, there are certain spirits with and without Disturbed where I'm like, hmm. And I actually think there's, Watsi is trying to purposely embed a little nugget in there for the spirit tribe going, we love your enthusiasm, but maybe you need to also incorporate something else which i'll bring in a little later in the episode so dr katz do me a favor what is your overall thoughts on crimson vow so i think it's a good set um i think it's much more interesting 
than Midnight Hunt, just from a, like a mechanics perspective and the type of cards that are printed in it. I think the vampires look more powerful in this set, probably than the werewolves were in the last set, because mm-hmm. um, they don't require transforming. I'm actually like there's there's a lot of interesting cards. There's um some cards that have a lot of potential that I think we can talk a little more about later. Some being spirits, some some not spirits. Actually, I have a friend who loves playing burn decks um, and loves to just burn people out. And there's some cards in here that he's like, "Whoa, that's that's an interesting card. I might want to play that." Is it um, a vamp? Can I ask? Is it a vampire? It is a vampire. <laughs> is he a two-one first striker? <laughs> Perhaps he is. <laughs> and for some reason, he likes to. He in in the newest Ghostbusters, we can call him the gatekeeper. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I'm just. I'm I have just, a feeling you might you might know what card I'm talking about. Just maybe. <laughs> maybe I'm a little too too much on the nose with that one. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of interesting cards. Um. We can get more into the specifics of like what cards would be playable, but I just think overall the set, the set was better. It was, it's fun. I think it's a fun set. I don't think it's super powerful. Mm-mm. You know, I don't think it's like War of the Spark, and Modern Horizons two, um, or even Throne of Eldraine power level. Right. But, but but you know, I think that's good. Amen. Overall, like, and and it's like, I'm a little disappointed because I'm like, oh, I would have loved to see some really strong push spirits like mm-hmm. give me a spirit that's like broken and better than ragavan um but it's like we don't really want that though you know like we do but we don't <laughs> because what are you like, about? of course we want that one man of great <laughs> awesomeness card we want that peekaboo that card i keep we, on talking about i want peekaboo yeah absolutely <laughs> and people have some theories about um kamagawa spirits which we'll talk about a little more yes, later but yes 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 so let me uh, ask you, uh, what cards from this thing do you think will stand out in Modern and Pioneer? Okay, so there's a few. Um, I'll be honest, I was mostly focused on the spirits during spoiler season this time around because I didn't care about many other cards because I primarily play spirits. Right, no I Um But that said, um, there are some other cards worth talking about, and I'm actually stealing something. From aspiring spike um i'm not sure if you're familiar with him but he's like a mm-hmm. pretty popular mtgo streamer okay and he does a lot of competitive events he kind of wrote up uh <clears throat> he plays exclusively modern pretty much i'm a little bit of pioneer but mostly modern and he talked about what cards he might think are good so i'm stealing some ideas from him but um Really, the the one I mentioned earlier, I think, could see modern play or pioneer play that you alluded to. It's a cemetery gatekeeper. Amen. So, to, for the listeners who are listening who like don't know what this card is, like like you were mentioning earlier, it's a two one first strike, um, and its ability is when it enters the battlefield, you can exile a card in the graveyard. When your opponent plays a card that shares the same card type as the card that was exiled. They take two damage. Mm-hmm. So, at first glance, like you know, people have compared that card to Eidolon, yep, um, the, the Great Rebel. Rebel. Yep. Which, if you played Modern and you played against Burn or even Legacy against Burn, you probably know what that card is. Um, when you when someone casts a spell that's three mana or less, they take two, and it's like, hey, so it's kind of like Eidolon. Is how good is that? But there's 
a little trick here, because if you exile land in your opponent's graveyard, every time they play land, they have to take two damage. No, so see, that's one thing people aren't catching, because most of these cards that exile, they usually sure. they say cast a spell. No, yes. Here it doesn't. It says play. Yep, you're exactly right. So it gives you another angle to attack on because it doesn't say cast. And that's that's pretty scary, you know, in older formats like modern because like it's not atypical in modern to turn one fetch shock. Like you fetch, you shock in a shock land, you take three damage. Well now you're taking five when you do that. And that's a lot of damage versus burn. And every turn you play a land, even if it's not a shock land, you're taking two more damage. If you shock because you really need your mana, then you're taking four damage from your shock land. Now, so, well, good thing we don't have Dryad Arbor in, in our deck, or you know, yeah, yeah. You know, God forbid, that's like a land and a creature. You're like, that's really I sucks. know. Oh yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. If they exile a land and a creature, then yeah, that would really. Oh God, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I play a land. That's two. Oh, I'll play a creature. That's two more. Oh, I got a fetch. You know, I'll do a fetch. Oh, that's two more. That's six. I'm like, uh, it's know. it's brutal and. You know, I was thinking about him more, and my friend who plays Burn at first was, like, super excited, and, like, oh, this card's going to be amazing, like, it's going to be, like, one of the best cards and stuff, and then he started kind of toning it down a little bit, and then, like, well, maybe it's, like, a sideboard card. Maybe mm -hmm. you play it against decks that are, like, three colors, four colors, greedy mana bases, or maybe maybe it is good enough for the main deck. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. There, like, there's a guy, Jim, Jim something, he plays... Uh... He's a pro tour player. He uh, actually uh, Jim Davis. Yes, thank you. I say yep. Mm -hmm. He, I actually watched him play with this card, and he's like, you know, it's a good card. It's just not Eidolon. And I'm mm. like, you know what? I, I agree with you, but mm -hmm. for a two one first striker, and you have the potential of just getting somebody's land right away, they're gonna be thinking twice, fetching. They're oh gonna, yeah, they're gonna think really hard about fetching. So it's like. I hear what he's saying. Eidolon of the Great Revels a little bit better, mm -hmm. but I'd say right now, I, I'm I'm gonna say my man here, the uh, Cemetery Gatekeeper. You know, I like him a lot. Yeah, I, I think he's I think he's cool, and I mean, <clears throat> honestly, I would rather have a two one with first strike than a two two without first strike. Amen. Like, Amen. If we're being honest, like, but. But, but that's probably because I play spirits. Like, I very much like evasion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't like my, my creatures to be challenged in combat. Mm -mm. So I'll take the I'll take the toughness hit. and um, Which, actually, 2-1 first strike, I think this is a good transition point. Um, another card that was printed in this set that I almost forgot to talk about is Thalia, Guardian of Thraben. I know. So, I, was, um, I was wrong. I was 100% <laughs> wrong. I thought she was going to get be bitten in turned into a vampire. I did too. I, I thought she had died or she was going to get possessed by guys to St. Traff or she'd become a spirit. And then it's Audric and he's even a even worse version of himself. It's like, great. Yeah, I know. But it's like, <clears throat> yeah, Thalia's, Thalia's awesome. The reason I bring it up is like, obviously Thalia's in modern, legacy, older formats, but Thalia was not in Pioneer. Now Thalia's in Pioneer and what that means is that A, spirits could play Thalia because it does mm -hmm. sometimes and B, you might have a death and taxes build in Pioneer, which is probably my second favorite deck to play yeah. um, of it's all time. So 
You know what's kind of funny? Dolly being around is exciting. You're the second person to say this. Like, uh, I don't know if you listened to the previous episode I had. I interviewed a gentleman from Brazil who uh, came in third in a legacy tournament. And his number one deck is Death and Taxes. And now, you know, he played the spirits because he's always played spirits. Sure, but you know he his his passion is death and taxes, and hearing you go, yeah, I love death and taxes. It's like, what is up with the spirit tribe being death and taxes? <laughs> well, I think I think they're um, similar. I don't want to say they're the same deck, but like, but I think they do similar things. Like when you, when you play death and taxes or spirits, you're going wide. You're playing a bunch of creatures. Okay, um, you're kind of restricting what your opponent can do in different ways like taxes is kind of setting these rules like non-creature spells cost one more you can only play one spell a turn all your lands are going to come in tapped like it's kind of miserable to play against to be honest okay um because well, i came from, then, came from merfolk that's why i'm like what the hell's going on here but okay. yeah and spirits spirits is probably closer to merfolk i think that's fair but like but there are some similarities to taxes where like you have other vile you have like spell queller spell queller is probably more like a merfolk card but some of the cards even overlap, you know, like Cycle Apparition is in Death and Taxes and Spirits. Um, there's cards like Giver of Runesaw play in Spirits at one point. Mausoleum Wonders Tax a lot of times is similar to Thalia's Tax in some ways. So it's just, it, it's interesting. Yeah, I think they both attract a certain type of player. So I'm excited to see Thalia in Pioneer as well. Now, was there anything else? Because I'll be honest with you, there's several cards that I'm like... Holy crap. Like, uh, for example, uh, Mana Form Hellkite. I don't know if you saw those, the dragon, uh, four mana dragon with four four where you play an instant, I believe it's an instant or a non-creature spell, and you get an XX dragon illusion. I'm sitting here like, holy crap. That thing is great. I mean, I am, I understand. Interesting. That I understand it's like four mana. You know, it's like, it's not, you know, uh, let's be honest. Historic's very quick, but that doesn't yep. mean this you can't, this won't be a quick spell or you know. Come on, we have uh, prime time, which is like what six mana. I mean, yeah. What's no? Stop? You're right. Now, the interesting. Get, this thing, this thing is powerful. Yeah, I mean, it's, if you untap, if you untap of this and you cast like a five mana spell, your opponent's almost dead. And it's ridiculous. Like in most illusions, oh, they become a target of something and they die. No, the, these illusions, oh yeah, they exile at the end, of, at the beginning of your end step. But still, it's like, yep. doesn't They're matter. Just if there you're... for that damage, like they can just deal massive damage. Have haste. And then the other one I saw that like people are going stupid for is Cultivator Colossus. I don't know if you saw that. It's like four generic and three, and it has trample. And it allows you to look at the top card of your library and just keep on putting lands in the play over and over and over. I'm like, oh my god, that's all Valakut needs. Or interesting. No, I didn't. Those kind, those cards kind of flew under my radar. Honestly, I'm looking at them now as we talk about them, and they definitely look. They definitely look interesting. I think it's. I think it's hard, and I think one thing we got to think about when we evaluate cards now is like. We're not just evaluating in the context of like standard or modern, but there's pioneer, there's historic. You know, like, there's so many formats now that, like, a lot of these cards are bound to be good in one of them, you know? No, I like, hear you. Like, even if it's not modern, um, certainly not legacy necessarily, but, like, I don't know, the Pioneer, like, this card, 
I'd be insane in Pioneer and like a Green Devotion deck. Exactly. Exactly. My my thing is that you know Watsy's doing all this craziness, and we're you know we're so used to we're stuck in that legacy modern ideal. We're not considering historic and pioneer. So, yeah. You know, absolutely. I, I you know I enjoy seeing here. Was there any other card that you saw that you were like, hmm? Um, in terms of non spirit cards, um, there's a card. Um, that I do want to talk about that is a different tribal card. But okay. I see that's part of your next question. So okay, not a problem. Should. So I'll ask you, was there a tribe or a deck that you think got stronger? Yeah. Um, so this card is actually a zombie. Mm-hmm. And I think I think in general, you know, the zombies that got printed in Midnight Hunt were pretty strong. Especially you know, the, like, uh, the, the, the one, one mana one. I forget his name. Yeah, um, Champion of the Perished. Yes, Champion of the Perished. <laughs> the the perfect meme, but um, or the perfect, I guess pun. But but yeah, Champion of the Perished is strong, and like there are already some decks coming out with like Grave Caller, where you keep like bringing it back and then sacking it with Carrion Feed and bring it back, and this guy's just getting huge. Like it's kind of cool the way zombies function. It's always been like one of my favorite tribes. You right. said you used to play Merfolk. I would probably play zombies. It's because I love Halloween, anything spooky, but <laughs> um, if I'm being honest with you, it's a little sad that Halloween's over, but um, this card's called Headless Rider. Um, it's a three mana, um, two generic and a black for a three-one zombie creature. Um, yeah, it's amazing. It's literally a headless horseman with all these like floating heads screaming above it with a full moon in the background. It's horrifying. <laughs> I love um, the art. I truly it's, it's I'm looking at it right now. It is amazing. Um, so this card is interesting because when it when it dies or another non-token zombie dies, you get a two-two black zombie creature token. And at first glance, that's like okay. Like I mean, that's good. Like there's some there's some powerful things this card has going for it. Even though it's three mana, like you you cast this card, your opponent just bolts it, lava darts it, or kills it. You get a two-two immediately. It just replaces itself. Amen. So it's like. All right, you can't favorably kill this card. Then, even worse, you play this card and someone plays the Supreme Verdict. Well, all your zombies get replaced with zombies. So mm-hmm. you, didn't really, you didn't really care. Um, and then you can do sacrifice synergies where you could like, sacrifice Gravecrawler to get a 2-2, and then you bring him back from the graveyard. Then you sacrifice him in, get another 2-2, then bring him back from the graveyard, and you can kind of make as many 2-2s as you have mana. Right. So it's it's a scary card. I think it's... I think it's very good. I think zombies will start to evolve into like a real player. It um, should. It it deserves. It should definitely be out there. To me, I you know it's it's about damn time these should be. I I agree. Yeah, zombies are a deck that's like never really got there. You know, it has never seen that much play in like any formats really. See, but I think this was a moment where Watsi lost an opportunity to create a new creature type, and it's Dulahan. I don't know if you're familiar with the Dulahans. Uh, Dulahans are headless horse people, or headless. I didn't know that was a thing. No, yeah, that's interesting. It's a, I think it's from Ireland. I, you know, if you, if, I mean, you know, if you're listening to the show, uh, write me at mtgectoplasm at gmail dot com. Let me know if I'm a hundred percent right, but I know a Dulahan is a person who has been decapitated, and their spirit comes out over and over again, you know, to go after whoever chopped the head off. 
Wow. So that's why I was like, oh, this is all f- a great opportunity to create the doula hunts. But <laughs> that's horrifying, too. <laughs> yeah, I wonder where these tales originate. It's definitely interesting. I think allegedly the Dullahan is Ireland. I'm pretty sure about that. But no. uh, I will say, if it was a Dullahan, it wouldn't be a zombie. No, that'd be sad. That'd be sad. But I'm like, <laughs> it, it, like it gives like a brand new creature type. It's like, ooh, Dullahans. Okay, that'd be interesting. <laughs> People would be like, what the? Exactly. I know. Was there any other cards that you saw that you know definitely would have improved or did improve a archetype? I think those are probably the biggest cards. Um, so we talked about the zombie. Interestingly, like, I, I think the vampires printed were good. I I don't really know which ones would see play in, like, modern or even pioneer or historic. I, well, I know there's a mono black vampire deck in pioneer, but I'm not... Too familiar with vampires as a whole, I guess. Oh, I I played it. I actually have a. I actually built something comparable to the one they play in modern. Mm-hmm. It's it's about like you 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 play your creatures, they die, and then they make your other creatures bigger. And then oh they, yes, they, the one that like when they die, yep, they get plus and plus encounters. I think it's like cordial vampire, and people yep. are sleeping on cordial vampire. I think it's one of the greatest cards. Uh Two mana or less. I, people are sleeping on it. But the I one, think you're probably right. Um, I mean, Nikachu did a stream a way back with mm-hmm. that card, and he like got a 5-0, and he was saying how great it was. Well, another thing is I'm actually happy that Mark Rosewater came out and actually corrected one card, which was Blood Vial uh, Pure, uh, Purveyor. I don't know if you've mm. heard about that. I've heard of it, yeah. It, it, what happens is that uh, they, uh, you know, when you attack... Uh, you know, your opponent gets uh, blood tokens. And what happens is every time you attack, they add more blood tokens. So you would get plus one, plus one, plus oh on this one creature and it would constantly get bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, because of that. And they had the erratic, it's like until end of turn, the plus one, oh, plus oh, yeah. Yep. And I'm like, oh my God, if they would have kept that, that would have been. <laughs> The most brokenest vampire ever created by man. It's stronger and stronger and stronger every time it attacks. Now, there's one card that people aren't aware of. It's a Patchwork Crawler. It's a one uh, generic and a blue. It's a zombie horror. It's a one-two. And it reads, two generic and a blue. Exile target creature card from your graveyard and put a plus one, plus one counter on Patchwork Crawler. Patchwork Crawler has all activated abilities of all creatures creature cards exiled with this people aren't aware this is necrotic ooze this is necrotic ooze here now i don't know if you ever played against necrotic ooze but it, it, it there's so much potential for combo with this card that i wouldn't be surprised in the next three months we see somebody make a combo deck with this and start wiping the floor with everybody i think it's possible yeah i mean i when I saw this card, I I didn't think of Necrotic Ooze because I wasn't familiar with Necrotic Ooze, but I but I did like see it and be like, huh, this card seems like it could have a lot of power potential. And I saw Necrotic Ooze, which assuming probably isn't legal in modern and pioneer. Mm, I don't I, believe I don't so. Know. I don't believe so. But um, I mean, either way, like yeah, this card it's expensive to pull off a combo. You have to pay two to play it, then it has to survive. 
mm-hmm. and you have to pay three the next turn. But if you can do that and like mill some powerful cards into your graveyard with activated abilities, I'm sure there are some combos you can pull off that um, would probably just win you the game on, so the, I, on the spot. So when, so when you brought up zombies, I, I agree with you. I think zombies. I actually think this may also be the beginning of the horrors. I think you know there there are a lot of horrors. I want to say horrors. I don't know why. It's <laughs> just a little horrors. horrors. Yeah. It's a, like you know English is my first primary language, even though I speak Spanish fluently. It's like horrors. It's just horrors. It doesn't roll off the tongue. It's not a very no, friendly, not a friendly word, word or yeah, word. It's so, not. No, was there anything else that you saw that you were like, ooh? Or that was, that um, was it? Yeah, Patrick Horror is interesting. Yeah, I think that card's worth worth thinking about. Um, I'm thinking if there's anything else. I feel like maybe I'm missing something, but... I know um, I know. people were complaining. It's like, oh, another card that takes extra turns. It's uh, the... the oh, yes. Yeah, the extra turn card. That's, that's mostly for standard, you know? Um... It's not going to see playing modern. I mean, for eight, no. you know, for what, seven, eight mana, it's not going to do anything. That's Mm-mm. it's not really going to matter for those formats. I mean, I guess one card I can talk about that's interesting is Wash Away. Yes. Um, yes, I like which, which is it's kind of a kind of a little innocuous card. It's a one mana counter spell, um, but it's interesting because it's blue, just one blue, um, not one and a blue, just blue. Um, it's counter target spell that wasn't cast from its owner's hand. And if you pay three, like you pay one colorless and blue blue, you can counter any spell. It doesn't have to be one that's not in their hand. I think his card's strong. I think his, I, I think his card's interesting because like in commander, you counter someone's commander for one mana. Mm-hmm. In modern, there's cascade decks like Crashing Footfalls and Living End. You play right. this card, you instantly counter Living End or footfalls because those cards weren't cast from their hand they were cast from exile um i think this has some interesting like applications you can counter an evoked elemental you know like there's a lot of decks that try to like cheat and cast cards for free mm-hmm. counter some counter something that's cast from the graveyard you so know so there's potential here there's, there's away, potential yeah. away has that like i can definitely see this in a uh you know control deck for spirits you know maybe potentially maybe. yeah but yeah maybe not i mean yeah it's the thing with spirits is like they already have spell queller and mausoleum wander mm-hmm. it's just like two different counter spells technically and then on top of that like spirits wants to kill you mm-hmm. you know not not just not just just kind of your spells it is one mana though so I hear it's you. not terrible. Well, now let's get down to the spit is the specifics, the nitty gritty. Something like everybody's like, okay, wait, you know, I have to You're like, come on, talk it, about the spirits. It's okay. Let's let's get let's get to the spirits. Well, before we you know, we're gonna talk about spirits, but in a different way. Sure. Tell me your thoughts on the spirits mechanics now that we went from human uh, well, from Midnight Hunt, we went, went, we went from human to spirit, and now in Crimson Vow, we went to spirit to enchantment. Yeah, I think I think it's interesting. Like The start mechanic is a weird mechanic. I guess I'm going to start by saying that. Like, it's, 
it's not bad. It's good that if you play a card and it dies or gets removed from the field, you can play it later. That's card advantage, you know? Like, that's a, it's not cost mana, but it's free card. If you just keep drawing lands and you're like, oh, why do I draw these lands? Hey, you can do something, you know? So it's strong, and I think they knew it would be strong, so they're cautious in terms of how powerful they're making cards have disturbed because it's almost like flashback for a creature right so the humans that turned into spirits were sort of awkward for us because when we play them at first they would be a human they wouldn't be getting like the buffs you know from our lords they wouldn't be able to flash in with rattle chains they can't be given hex proof like they don't have all the synergies um until you bring it back from the graveyard but that's leader in the game so these cards are interesting because when you play them at first they have all the synergies that spirits normally have and then when you bring them back they're enchantments so enchantments like they're well i should say they're aura enchantments right like they're always the equipped ones right you know they're not just like the regular enchantments like rest in peace or something right um i think that would have been even more interesting but (laughs) but that's a whole another conversation but Mm -hmm. auras auras are cool because Generally speaking, if you equip an aura to a, a creature and you want to like make its attack higher, deal more damage, what's a good creature to equip? A flying creature, right? Exactly. It can't be blocked. So I think that's really neat. You know, I think that being able to play a flyer, have the flyer die, then equip that flyer to another flyer to boost the other flyer up, like it's kind of strong. Mm-hmm. Well, my thing, so, my, this, my, this is my thought on it. You know, uh, what, as I said in the previous episode where you were on where, you know, I was like, you know what, it'd be great to have Haunt. In a sense, this is Haunt, you know. Yes. But this, you know, unfortunately, the Haunt mechanic, you know, Creature died, you got the Haunt automatically. This one, you have to pay for the Haunt. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, it's like, uh, and you're haunting your creatures, not your opponents. Exactly. <laughs> but you're haunting, haunting them in a good way. But then also it occurred to me one, a simple thing that I, I I don't know if all the spirit community or the spirit squad is thinking like I am. What happens is usually when our spirit dies, they go into the graveyard. And they usually sit there and do absolutely nothing unless we, you know, have the Moreland Haunt in play and we're tapping our mana for it. You know, yep. to get a 1-1 creature. So the thing is, okay, we're tapping, you know, tapping a white, a blue, and Moreland Hunt, right? I just want to make sure I got Mm -hmm. that right. Yep. So if we're tapping three lands to bring a tiny 1-1 into play, Mm -hmm. you know, what's stopping us from tapping, let's say, three mana with a disturbed cost, instead of getting a 1-1, something to add on to a creature that's already on the board state? And making sure. it more powerful. So, yeah. I, I mean, I think that's some, a lot of people are like, oh, disturb, disturb, oh, disturb. And I'm like, maybe, just maybe, Spirit, you know, Watsi's telling us, you know, Moreland Hot's okay. It's good. We're not, we're not mm-hmm. poo-pooing it. But maybe you need to consider this as well. You know, so, you know, what do you think about my, my thoughts? I think it's an interesting point. You know, I, I, I agree that I think, I think what Watsi's doing with Disturb is trying to find a way to make spirits 
involve the graveyard. Um, whereas, like, the disturbed humans, like, they come back as spirits, or, like, the disturbed spirits come back and, like, power up a human or a spirit, or... I think it's flavorful. Um, and when you really think about it, like, zombies were the tribe that, you know, comes back from the graveyard because they're, they're zombies, right? Right. And spirits always felt kind of like, well, ghosts, you can't really kill ghosts, right? Like, so this is kind of a way to give them their own flavorful way of coming back um, in a different way. And I, and I to, to compare it to Moreland Haunt, it's interesting because, like, you're right, like, paying three mana for a 1-1 flyer is not good. Like, obviously, you wouldn't play that. Um, but but it is but it is card advantage. So, like, every time you make a spirit token, you're making a new, um, besides people say a new piece of cardboard, you know, you put on the table. Like, you're putting, like, a token. With, with these disturbed spirits, like, if you flash it back and equip it to a spirit, it has a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. But... But the disadvantage is you can somewhat get blown out. So, like, if you equip it to a creature and in response, when you're trying to equip it, your opponent plays Lightning Bolt, bolts your creature. Now, now that mana was wasted. You didn't get anything out of it. Whereas, like, if you use Marlin Han, you make a token and they bolt your creature. You're like, oh, at least I got a 1-1, one, one, you yeah, know? But we're, so, but we're still I, uh, we're still on a prediction, like, like uh, what the, the uh, Plague Engineer you know, they could give all yes. the creatures negative one, negative one. You know, we, if we have the Moreland Haunt, guess what? That little, we tap three well, mana. Yeah. Moreland Haunt is useless. So, I mean, this actually gives sure. us a little bit more flexibility, but nobody really, right? Let's be honest with each other. Nobody's playing, you know, uh, Plague Engineer. Thank God. Yeah, not right now. Thank God. I have <laughs> seen it. It's very painful when I do. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I think... I think what people aren't thinking about with Disturb, I think the reason people are so negative on Disturb is because, like, you feel like you're, like, using your mana to try to get something back, and then you might not even get something good back and stuff, but, like, you have to keep in mind, like, you don't have to do it. Like, there's no turn that you have to do it. You know, Mm -hmm. like, you could wait until both players, like, have no cards left in their hand, and you're both in top deck mode, and it's late in the game, and you draw, like, a Spectral Sailor, and you're like, oh, it's just a 1-1 flyer. And you're like, wait a minute. No, I can equip this with this Disturbed card, and I can hit him for, like, 5 damage. Exactly. And you're like, well, so if they don't draw a rule spell next turn, like, they're dead. Exactly. So, like, that's, that's, that's powerful, you know, like, having that consistency. So I think people aren't really realizing that. So I'm hoping they're, they're listening to this and going, the, the, I'm hoping that little light bulb, you know, goes off and goes, Oh, okay. There, there, there's, there's a couple cards. Maybe, just maybe, we can use. So, with speaking of that, what do you think of the spirits in general? The total of twenty-four spirits that we got in Crimson Val. I think they're really cool. Um, I, I, I've pretty much um, noticed every single spirit that was spoiled this set, and I, I love the art. I think they look extremely cool. Um, some of them I'm going to try playing solely for the art, even though they're probably not good, um, just because I like the art that much. And I think a few of them have a lot of potential. You know, like there there are some spirits that are like, I'm just going to put this out here before we get into like the really good spirits. I'll just say it quick. Oh, there's just some spirits that were like so close to being amazing and just like 
just barely aren't, and it's like, damn it. Um, like, there's. Did you see the spirit mischievous cat geist? Yes, and it should be uh, one mana. I'm irate. If it was one mana, <laughs> that would that belongs in everybody's deck. One mana. All it had to be I, was one freaking. I mana. have another proposal. Even I, I don't even think you have to make it one mana. Give it flying. Just give it flying. No, 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 no. no. I could care less about flying. Could care less. One mana. You'd rather it be one mana. One mana. We don't. We this. Think about it. Or usually, play. We we need to draw a card. Usually one mana. Boom. It's on the board. I mean, it's going to be a fight. You know, between most people. Like, are you going to put either vow or that on the play? Mm-hmm. That's going to be tough. Yeah, I mean, it would. It would be interesting if it was one mana. Yeah, I mean, you could block it easily. You did enough flying, but. But, like, your opponent would have to immediately play a blocker. Like, if they did anything, or a removal spell, they'd have to, like, just immediately. I think if that card, well, let's just, let's say Dream World is one man and has flying. Why don't we just combine our ideas? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, that would probably be too strong, but... It shouldn't but, be. It shouldn't be. Like, like Watsy has to realize the problem with spirits, hands down, are two separate things. We can't interact with lands. It's our major weakness. If they could give us like a, a, a what is uh, I forget. Like there's a elemental that you sacrifice it. It does you know destroys a, a land. Yeah, the land. A fumigator mage. Mage. I think it's yes. Fumigator. Yep, yep. If we could get a fumigator yep. mage in spirits, okay, we would be you know that would be great. But the hands down, the number one thing, and I, I, you could be right now in Ethiopia or in China or Japan, in Peru, in Canada. I guarantee all of us are saying card draw. We desperately need card draw. If if Wanti gave us a one mana card draw card, done, done. I think all of us would be getting, okay, we don't need anything else. We're good. Yeah, card draw would be powerful, and we'll kind of kind of get into that you know as we as we get talking more later we'll talk about how one of these spirits sort of has card draw but not really um so i think i i think we can yeah i think we can jump in and yeah, start like, talking did, about did, some did, of them did any of these make a difference hands down so there's probably two spirits i'm most excited about maybe three so i guess i'll start the disturb one which is kind of interesting so dorothy vengeful victim amen uh, the gla- a, i'm calling her the glass cannon yes she she definitely is a glass cannon um this card's very interesting so it's a, a blue and a white two mana for a four four flying spirit which is very strong um as you can imagine it comes with a downside it's a legendary creature so you can't have out more than one at once. Um, but when you get to this downside, you'll see why it doesn't really matter. <laughs> so when this attacks or it blocks, you sacrifice it at the end of combat. Um, so people were sort of comparing this card to Boros Charm. As weird as that is. Because you play this, your opponent really doesn't want to kill it because it's going to sacrifice itself anyways. Mm-hmm. You, un- you untap, you attack them, four damage, and it just goes to the graveyard. So it's like, like Boros Charm instead of red white, it's blue white. Um, and that's that's okay, but like it, it, that's hard to evaluate, right? Because like that's not doing anything for spirits in terms of like adding to the board or 
that's not doing anything in terms of um, protecting other creatures or anything, but like that's a lot of damage. So it does help kill the opponent faster, which is relevant. But the real thing that's interesting about this card is it's Disturb Cost, which is blue-white and one colorless. And you can bring it back as an aura enchantment, equip it to a creature. That creature has a ability, whenever this creature attacks, you create a 4-4 white spirit creature token with flying. It's tapped and attacking, and then it gets sacrificed at the end of combat. Um, and if this card were going to the graveyard after it's brought back, it gets exiled. So you can't just keep doing that infinitely, um, <laughs> which would probably be a little busted. So this card is interesting because, I mean, like what it really does is you play it, you attack for four damage, um, it dies, it kills itself, and then later in the game, when you're running low on resources or you need to finish your opponent off, you pay three, equip it to a spirit, attack for four more damage, and it's a spirit token. So that spirit token that comes into play pumps your Mausoleum Wander. That spirit token, if you have two lords out, that's not four damage, that's six damage. Mm -hmm. So I think this card is strong. I I don't know if it's going to be what we kind of want for Pioneer and, and Modern Spirits or Historic Spirits. I, I don't know. It's like it's it's a much different axis than we're used to because it's got a lot of potential, but it's you know it's not protecting your board like Selfless Spirit. It's not giving your spirits hexproof like Rattle Chains. It's not countering things. It's just pure aggression with a bit of a a late game plan. So now, I think I think it's interesting. Let me ask you real quick before we walk away from the glass cannon. Sure. Explain to me if it attacks, right? And we after it attacks, we phase it and comes back into play. It comes back into play, right? As nothing, right? It, it's, and it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't get sacrificed, you mean, right? Yes. Yeah, so if we can phase it out or even flicker it, like uh, before it get, before it gets sacrificed, for example, a spectral adversary. Yes, yeah. I mean, in spectral adversary, yeah. And I, I thought of that. People were thought about the interaction. The hardest thing with that is you'd need four mana to do it. But I mean, okay, it's reasonable. You turn, turn two, I play it. Turn three, I put a lord into play. Turn, you know, I I, yep. I sit. Turn four. I play my land, I attack with it, so it's now a 5-5. Five, five. I play the Spectral mm -hmm. Adversary. The adversary, you know, gets the plus one, plus one, but it becomes a... What? Phases it out. It phases so. it out, so it gets two plus one, so it's like a 4-3. And guess what? You get the Glass Cannon back. Oh, how is that a bad thing? It's good. Yeah. No, there's there's potential. I, I For just, sure, I, I, like it, it just it just hit me. The, the 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 light bulb just went off. I'm like, hold on, spectral adversary would be really great with this, especially on turn four. Oh, you play it on turn three. Okay, whatever. Play this. Play turn three. I'll play this. Uh, yeah. the, the glass cannon, and I'll play. Let's say, uh, well, homie. Oh, let's say spectral sailor. If not, Mausoleum wander. Okay, fine. That's my turn three. Turn four. I attack with everything. Oh. I phase out my guy here, and I get her yeah. back. Yay! It it is pretty. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, because that's a lot of damage. They're hitting for, like a lord for five, and then just hitting for five again. That's like, ouch! Half half someone's life. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think, I think people are definitely underrating this card a little bit, and I think it has a lot of potential. Um, 
the situation I'm thinking about the most is like those games where you play every card in your hand, your opponent keeps like Fatal Push, Fatal Push, Lightning Bolt, Thought Seize, Inquisition, Thought Seize, Bolt, like Fatal Push, like these Jun players. And then it gets to this point where like no one has anything in hand and the game's like to a crawl. And then you just draw Spectral Sailor and you just like, like, oh, God damn it. Like, I, it's going to take forever to kill them. Well, instead you equip it with this. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you and, know, like, and no um, way wacky, wacky for five. Oh. Exactly. Which is strong. It's hard. It's hard. The, the whole sacrificing itself really sucks. But if you can phase it, like you said, and maybe eventually we'll get a spirit that can flicker other spirits. That would be absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. If you're listening, Watsy. Um, <laughs> But like yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of tricks with this card, a lot of upside to this card. So I'm interested to see where it goes. Is probably the card I'm most interested in, or second most interested in. Um, and it has alternate art. If you've seen the alternate art, it's really awesome. For the Dorothea. Yeah. Um, no, I, 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 let me go to check it out. I, I like. I think I've seen it, but I'm not sure. I gotta... Yeah, because the regular art's kind of pretty. The alternate art is not pretty, but it's amazing. Is it? Okay, let me see. Dorothea. Ooh, it's creepy. It's, it's one of the creepiest cards. Oh, I love she's, it. Oh, it, Dorothea's creepy. <laughs> so ugly. It's not nearly the same. And then if you look at the dis, um, the disturbed version, it's like holding this warrior like wrapped around it. It's yeah. very creepy. Dorothea, say no to the creepiness. Walk, no, Dorothea, no <laughs> creepy. There's a card um, in Yu-Gi-Oh that was like one of my favorite cards, and it reminds me of it. Gross Ghost of Flood Dreams. Okay. Um, which was this horrifying like Yu-Gi-Oh card where it's like this ghost with like long hair like this, kind of coming out of someone's body while they're sleeping. Um, so yeah, it's a cool card. <laughs> it's very interesting. Um, see, see, now you got me torn. I'm like, because I was gonna get this. I was gonna get this glass cannon. I always get the extended art foil. Now it's like, yep. which one do I get now? Like the pretty art or the disturbing art? I gotta do the disturbing art because I, I know. Because first of all, it has disturb, right? So that's oh, that's disturbing. true. That is true. <laughs> that is true. But but outside of that, I think um, I make a conscious effort to make every card in my deck look as like negative and horrifying as possible. You know what? I you I'm getting both. I'm getting... Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what the ravishing Renata spirits says. aren't supposed to be pretty. They're not. They're not humans. They're not fairies. They're they're dead. <laughs> I'm supposed to get a bonus check because I helped somebody get a job for like 500 bucks. I'm. That's what I'm getting. I'm getting one of these things. Perfect. So yeah, that that's the first card I think is worth talking about. The glass okay. can. I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I think it's a card that has to be tested. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, you can't just say, oh, it's just not good because it, like, sacrifices itself. Like, you got to try it and see how it feels. Maybe you're going to win so fast, most time won't matter. Um, second card I want to talk about that's probably the card I'm most excited for in the set is um, part of a cemetery cycle. So okay. this card, um, all the cemetery cards, like we talked about, was it Cemetery Gatekeeper earlier? Yes. Um. They all have similar abilities, and then when they enter the battlefield, they exile a card in your graveyard. It can be your graveyard, your opponent's graveyard, and then that gives you some type of bonus. Mm-hmm. Like the other one was, you know, taking damage when your opponent tries to play cards that are the same type. This one is a one, a blue, and a blue for a flying creature spirit. It's 2-3 flyer. 
So same stats as Spell Queller. Um, similar, you know, same mana cost as Brazen Borrower. Um, but when it enters the battlefield or attacks, you exile a card from a graveyard. You can look at the top card of your library anytime, and once per turn, you can cast a spell from the top of your deck if it shares a card type with a card that's exiled. I love that. By Cemetery Illuminator. I love that. So it's a lot of text. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, right? It's a... It's kind of a lot to take in. Um, but I like that I first, a lot. I love when that When I first lot. saw this card, I was like, eh, um, I, I don't know. I was like, hmm, you know. What was your first impression with this card? I'm going to be honest with you. I saw it. I'm like, if I have a Rattle Chains on board and I exile the person's land, uh, let's say uh, a creature with sure. this, oh, my God. Like, I don't have to worry what's in my hand. I can also worry what's on top of my library. So if I need, uh, like, that uh, Skyclave Apparition, if mm -hmm. I need uh, Drug School Captain, you know, there, there's so much. It's like, oh, you know, you're going to do this? Not a problem. I'll play. Oh, you're going to cast that spell? That's wonderful. That's great. I'm just going to play Mausoleum Wanderer. Oh, because I, I have a Lord in the play just out of curiosity. Pay two extra? Oh. Oh, that's right. It was in my hand. Oh, 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 it was a, oh, you're going to thought seize me? Oh, that's all right. You can thought me. You don't know what's here on top of my yep. library. Yeah, it's, the ceiling of this card is high, right? That's what I mean. Like, like you're saying, you're saying if you have rattle chains in play, right? Then you can kind of just like play any spirit off the top of your deck at any time, you know, which is kind of insane when you think about it. Like, like it's your turn, so let's say it's your turn, you play like your Supreme Phantom and you pass the turn, then on top of your deck you have like a Rattle Chains, you know, or a Spell Queller. Um, or, or, or if you're playing Modern, maybe you use Vile to put in Supreme Phantom, then you have three mana up and you're like, oh, well, I've got like my Rattle Chains in hand, you see there's a Queller on top of your deck. Well, you can cast that Queller on top of your deck. Oh, there's, like, there's Dorothea on top of my deck. Oh, I'll just play Dorothea. Guess what yep. I'm going to do next turn? I'm going to tag for four. Ooh, what are you going to do, pal? And and the card's kind of crazy because every time you play a card off the top of your deck, you're not playing a card from your hand. So what that means mm -hmm. is you technically drew that card for free. Amen. It's like, you know how I keep on saying, like, draw a card, draw a card? This, mm -hmm. this is our draw card card here. Unfortunately, we have too many cards in the three mana spot. No, <laughs> yes, no. I know. Yeah. This is where I got pissed. I was like, this should be a two mana card, and I would have been okay with it with being blow blow. I would have been okay with it being blow blow. Oh my god, yeah, I would have been insane. Yeah, I would have been very happy with that. Even if they like weakened its stats and it was like a two one or something. No, make it a zero three. I'd be okay with a zero three. <laughs> as long as it had a big booty, I don't care. You know, yep. I need spirits with a big booty. This is, yeah, well, it helps that it's 2-3, right? Because then, like, if you have a Lord out, it's going to be a little harder to kill. Exactly. A 3-4? So, three, okay, okay yep. not a problem. I, you know, it, this card is hard for me, too, because, like, if you play this card and your opponent just kills it immediately, then you don't get anything out of it, I guess. And, uh, except, like... You exiled one of their quotes from the grave. Yeah. Okay. Which can be good. Like definitely be good like you know in, in formats like modern or pioneer like your play, po opponent's playing like arclight phoenix you exile on arclight phoenix Oof. right that's good yeah, yeah. or like best case scenario like your opponent's playing reanimator you exile an archon of cruelty or some type of creature they're gonna reanimate like 
It's super good. Um, so I, I think this card's stronger if you can give it flash, because if you flash this in at the end of the opponent's turn, surprise, surprise, and then you and just then, immediately untap, it's mm -hmm. like... Exactly. That's why someone said, I was like, oh my god, this is so good. I think this card's very good with Rattle Chains, and I think this card is pretty good with Vile too. The biggest problem with this card is exactly what you said. It's the fact that we have too many... Three drops in our tech. I'm gonna tell you we this. Hit. I'm I'm gonna see I'm gonna see spirits there's gonna be somebody's gonna come out and make a mono blue uh mono blue modern spirit sect. Yeah, it could happen. I mean, why not? I mean we already have a, a blue lord, one blue lord in the play, you know, it's like Yep. And it and it helps out with disturbed, why not? Like Sure. Yep. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, for budget players out there, if someone listens to this podcast and first getting into modern and maybe can't afford to build like you know Bant spirits or Azoria spirits like blue white green or blue blue white, um, I mean, you can you, build a budget deck that would be pretty cool. I mean, think about it. Like right now, what our three spot is two white and two white and one a blue white, blue white and one a blue white and one. Yeah, yep. there's no two two blue. True. So, so I mean, I'm thinking like if someone built a mono blue version, that could. That's what's hard. The thing that's hard with this card, and and it's exactly what you said like, what are you replacing? You know, are you gonna replace your spell caller? No. no. Like you can't do that. Like, are you gonna replace Drosso Captain? Mm. <laughs> yeah, okay. I guess you maybe could, but I don't think so. You no, know, and then definitely not because it gives all your creatures expert. If you, 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 like, yeah. And then and it, and it lets you kill faster with this sword. And then you gotta get rid of your Skyclave. I and you know what though, and this was weird. I I think the only one you can get rid of is Skyclave in a sense, and maybe it's my bias. Okay. Because I I like flying creatures, <laughs> and Skyclave doesn't fly. So I will you. admit that. I, I I hear that, but I'm like, you know, in modern where you can destroy basically almost anything with it. I'm like, yeah, no, no, Skyclave stays. No, no, no. <laughs> I know, I know, and I exclusively play. Well, not exclusively, mostly play modern. And I think, I think like I'm I'm gonna try, you know, I'm gonna try taking out Skyclave. I'm gonna put Skyclave in the sideboard. I you will say what, that. I th you know what? I, this is what I'll say. I think I think you may be somewhat right removing Skyclave, and this is where I'm gonna tell you where they're gonna remove Skyclave. I actually see this card being played in modern in the Bant build, and they're gonna take mm -hmm. out Skyclave apparition. They're gonna put this in so they can ha continually have potential of card draw. You know, uh, you know, have the interesting. I can actually see this played in Bant, modern Bant. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I can, and, I can and, see this. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, I like. Don't get me wrong, removal is important, obviously, and but I think one thing that helps us is Shacklegeist makes it so we can tap enough creatures that we can sometimes just get there even without a Skyclave apparition. Mm -hmm. um, on top of that, if everything flies. That means we'll kill the opponent faster. So Amen. we have a chance to potentially race or nope. just get card advantage for this card. So I think this card is another one that's like worth testing. Um, maybe maybe what will end up happening is you run two Skyclaves and two of these guys. Mm -hmm. You know, that could happen too. Or maybe you just run 16 three drops and well, you're... <laughs> I was going to say, because there's another one I want, I, want, I want you to discuss, and it's Dream Shekel Geist. Dream Shacklegeist. People, okay, so. people are talking about it, and I'm like, there's a part of me that loves it, and there's a lot of it. That, like, there's 
10% that I love or maybe 20% I love this card mm-hmm. and then the 80% I'm like no couple I think this card's interesting couple let's let's talk about it for people who don't know it's Dream Shacklegeist is a three mana card again which is one of his problems I think but it is blue blue one colorless it's flying creature spirit it's a three one flyer this is very similar to Raisin Borrower um it says at the beginning of combat on your turn, you can choose up to one of the two. You can either tap a target creature, or you can target, or a target creature doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. Um, and I think this card would be a lot better if you could do both. Well, you know, you can. You can with Shacklegeist. Ah, so you're saying tap it with Shallow guys and use this to make it so it doesn't untap. Yeah, because it says at the beginning of combat, you, your turn, choose up. It doesn't mean you have to attack. It says at the beginning of your on combat turn, choose. But what I'm saying is, like, you can only choose one of those two abilities. You can tap a creature. Right. So you tap, or you, can, you have another creature with Shackle Geist, tap, tap that creature. Now you declare your... You only use the second ability of that thing, then. Mm-hmm. And now, like, so, if, say, prime time... Oh, guess what? Tap prime time. I'll declare my flyer. You know, I declare my attack phase. Prime time yeah. will never won't untap this upcoming turn. I'll fly over for three, maybe four, and then guess what? Next turn, guess what I'm doing? I'm tapping your other creature, and because I don't care, I'm gonna you know do this to sure. prime time again. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do, pal? Nothing. So I mean, this is another mono blue build here, suggesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, th- I could see it being played in a mono blue. I agree. Um, I think it's interesting. Being able to freeze creatures is really cool. Um, I told you, my favorite card. My essentially favorite what card. you're doing, right? You're freezing them because, like, you, you tap. If they're tapped, they just never untap. If mm-hmm. this thing stays out. Like, and like, your favorite card, the Frost, right? The Blue uh, Frost. My favorite card does this, and I want every spirit to have it. I want a lord that does it. The freezes things oh, like that essentially. Oh, dude, this is what I'll say. If Watsy makes a triple blue, nibbles like Lord that says, uh, "You when you attack, uh, tap target creature, it doesn't untap." Hands down, like I don't need Drug School Captain. Drug School Captain's out. That's quite a statement, <laughs> but <laughs> that they- would be interesting. I. I- Again, I say mono blue build, you know, like especially blue, blue, blue. That would be. I I don't need drug school, Captain. The way I look at it, it's like you're not attacking. You can't untap. Guess what? I'm flying over, and it's I'm going to make you watch me beat you a lot longer. Yeah, I mean, it definitely be good against a creature deck, you know, and then um, against the combo deck, I'm screwed. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Or a control deck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, I mean, spirits are already good against control, right? Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, so. yeah, screw you, control. Yeah, we, 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 we run <laughs> yeah. this show here. Who, who's We're control? generally good against them anyways. Yeah. Yeah, the card's, card's cool, I think. Um, I think the main problem is, like, we have Shalgeist already, and Shalgeist is a mana cheaper. Um. And you can kind of tap stuff anytime you want. It's a little more options, but you don't have to tap stuff to use this one. So I don't really see many scenarios where you just want to tap something because most of the time we just fly over anyways. You know what I mean? Like, um, 
I guess if someone had like a big flyer out, you could tap it, mm -hmm. and then you'd be able to attack. So that's nice. Um, or a reach creature, which is a pain in the pain for us. So um, yeah, I mean it's a it, it's a neat card. I think it's the other card that's probably the closest. The the other one I want to talk about, maybe the last one I want to talk about is um, Lantern Bearer. Really, Lantern Bearer. Okay. Yeah. Do you know not, this card? Did you? That's not the one I would have actually gone with. There, there are two other cards that I thought you would actually go with. And Lantern so, Bear, like, okay, it's a one mana. Okay, it's flying. It's a one one. <laughs> you know what? You, you know what? This thinking about it now, you may be right. This is actually, I think, even though it doesn't have flash, I think this should replace Spectral Sailor. I don't know. I mean, I, I I'm not saying it should. I just. I do. I wanted to bring this. I I'm wanted to bring it. this card up for two reasons. One is I think it looks really cool. I I no, think it looks amazing. a lot cooler than Spectral Sailor. It's like a weird, creepy, like ghost, like holding lanterns and like handing them out to like what I think is a little kid. Um, but <laughs> instead <laughs> so of a balloon, here's a lantern. Yeah, I think that's what's happening here. You oh. know, and then it, and then and then when it transforms, um, it is a disturbed spirit. You can pay three to. Enchant a creature um, you control, and the creature gets flying and plus one, plus one. And let's be honest, like almost all the spirits fly. That's why I don't know if this card's that good, and that's why people are kind of. No, I like, like it. I'll tell you right now, I like it for one particular reason, and I sure. wish, I, I, and I wish the type, I wish the uh, flavor text said, "We all float." Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like it. That would have been great. Just like. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. I. <laughs> I've seen those. I think I saw one of the new ones. I didn't see the other one, though. This is the reason but, why I like it. Ready? It's a one-mana, one-one flyer. Perfect. Sure. It's exactly yep. what Spirits needs, okay? The only yep. difference Agreed. between Spectral Sailor and this is that you got to pay four mana to draw a card and the fact that Spectral Sailor is Flash. The reason why I like this is because, just in case if this dies, guess what? It has that disturbed mechanic. Why do I care about disturbing the fact that I have a land, you know, my deck's full of flyers? Because there's one that is in our deck that does not fly. That's true. And Skyclave it, Apparition. And it makes Skyclave Apparition a better apparition. It does. And, and, and that was something I thought about at first, too. I was like, okay, this thing dies, you equip the... Um, Skyclave Apparition, now Skyclave Apparition is a 3-3 three, three flyer, that's pretty good. And then if you have a Lord, he's a 4-4 four, four flyer, like Dorothy. Um, but, like, there might be some games where, like, you don't draw Apparition, or you don't, like, have it or something. Um, or I guess my fear with this card, and someone kind of said this jokingly, and I started to think about it, I was like, wouldn't they just never kill it? You know, like, no one would ever kill it. Well, that, okay, then don't kill it. This means I'll keep on killing you. That's true. Yeah, I guess you're right. You just keep attacking them with it. So I guess that's a good point. And if you have enough lords out, then it exactly. could be good. Exactly. No. I mean, I do like that three is cheaper than four. Mm -hmm. So like paying three to get a plus to deal one extra damage and maybe give apparition flying could be better in certain situations than paying four to draw a card because that's just so hard to do. Exactly. Um, our, our deck has a much easier time getting to three mana than four mana because mm -hmm. um, of the way our cards work. But the thing with this card that's interesting, too, is like, I I think it's worth testing. And I'm going to try this card, Dorothy, and Cemetery Illuminator all in a deck. And I'm taking out Selfless Spirit. 
Um, I'm taking out Spectral Sailor and I'm taking out Skyclave Apparition. And I would, I know that's, and I would, and say, that might, so that might be wrong. You know, but Spectral Adversary with it, just because of the glass cannon. Just saying. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's something to consider. You're right. Or if you want that Knight Knight of Faith. Oh, the Guardian of Faith. Yeah. The Guardian of Faith. Just, 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 just saying. Just. Yeah, another three mana card. Hey, oh, hey, no. <laughs> That's what we really need to do. We need to have all three mana spirits. The whole deck is just three mana. Let's just throw an ephemerate in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, brought back the new card that everybody's talking about. Oh, the the, the new brought back deck. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Oh, you, that, oh, you know what? Oh, my my spirits die. Oh, I'll just play brought back. Oh, my there spirits are back. Well, yeah. Some of these, I don't know. I think these, I think these three cards are interesting. I, I mean, I think Larry Mirror is probably now as good as Sailor in a flash, but. And I don't think you're usually going to use his ability or Sailor's ability. No. Mostly you're just going to be a 1-1. One, one. Exactly. Um, and I think Flash is better than not having Flash, but I don't like the way Sailor looks. I'm going to try this card. Um, <laughs> it might it might, help, it might help out the Skyclave Apparition. Yeah. Now, yep, one, and I think I should, probably should play it with Skyclave Apparition. Is there another one you want to talk about, too? Well, there's just, just going to be quick about it. Uh, the, sure. What happens is Voice of the Blessed. I don't know if you saw it's uh two it's two white mana a two two a spirit cleric cleric uh whenever you gain life put a plus one plus one counter on the voice of blessed oh yes I think I, I know which one you're talking about so, so basically if it has four plus one plus one counters it gets flying and vigilance and then if it has ten it becomes indestructible this here is screaming screaming screaming. Uh, what the what's his uh, martyr deck? Uh, what's martyr a, uh, What's a what the uh, uh, soul sisters? Mar- soul, soul sisters, sisters. yes. This is yep. screaming soul sisters. Yes, and, it, and it's the perfect one thing. So you know when we're talking about oh what deck got better? Guess what? Soul sisters. Got You're actually so right. much I, better. I forgot about this card. I did look at it, and I remember thinking. I don't think you'd really play this in spirits because we don't really have ways to gain life, mm-hmm. at least yet. Um, but, but like, in a life gain deck, this is insane because, like, you gain life gets plus one, plus one counter, and once you gain life four times, which is easy in those life gain decks, it's a uh, six, six flying vigilance. Mm-hmm. And I then mean, when you get up to 10, it has indestructible. I mean, when you're, when you're at 10, it's, your, your opponent's dead. <laughs> so you get to 12, 12 flyer. I mean, usually, like, t- what, turn one, you play, uh, you know, I, I don't know. What, what Martyr, of the Sand, Martyr Sands or whatever? Mar- uh, yeah, Martyr of the Sands. Next, well, you play the one where you gain a life when a creature comes to play. Then you play Martyr of the Sands and another, or another one of those things. Turn three, you play that. and Oh, man. Yep. You're going to have so much life. It's stupid. So that's why I'm saying right now that, that card, be you know, you heard it here first, Voice of the Blessed. That that's a that's a real deal card in Soul Sisters, that deck. Sure. Now one, this is the one card that I you know before we go on to the next coming set. Sure. Um, is I want to talk about, uh, I think it's Catilda Dawnheart Martyr. Yes, I was thinking about talking about her too. Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think Watsy has been trying to get us to do this for a while. They love us playing Bant. They love us playing Mono Blue Snowbuild. They enjoy us playing Azorius. But it's like, listen, guys, spirit players, spirit community, spirit squad, you're aware 
you can play white black. You're aware there are tokens, spirit tokens. I understand they're tokens, but they're spirits too. <laughs> okay? And you can yep. build a spirit deck around these tokens. Just FYI. And the fact that we're giving you, you know, enchantments, like uh, what's that? Fo- the Force of Endurance, is it? Or Force of Enlightenment of, of, that came out in Modern Horizons 1 where you 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 basically discard a white card and guess what you you put a uh a anthem on the board for white creatures sure. i mean this here works for that oh well guess what you get an enchantment gets plus one plus one. Oh, and you have spirits on the board plus one plus one i think watsy is trying to tell us here you know what spirit players consider playing white black start considering spirit tokens just throwing it out there yeah um, I know the commanders kind of focus on tokens. I've been thinking about building a deck around that. I think tokens is an interesting area for spirits to explore. I I can't say I'm like super interested because I like creatures, you know, and like tokens are sort of vanilla. But but like if I don't know. Want, yeah, this card is strong with tokens. I didn't even think of that. And if you want to go wide, like tokens is like everybody says. Oh, spirits! You know they go wide. No, no we're a tempo deck. Let's let's get it right. Yeah. Spirits, yep. Azorius uh, is a tempo deck. Bant, uh, you could say... It's a little wider, but it's not, A little yeah. wide, but it's still a tempo deck. Tokens is a go wide, and why we've shunned... Like, I, I hate to say, we as a spirit community have completely shunned spirit tokens. What's he saying here? Hey, guys, open your eyes. Tokens are here. Stop being pig-headed. Use them. Instead of the token. So, so why don't we talk about what this card does? Yeah. <laughs> then, so this is another three-mana spirit. It's one colorless white-white. So it's the same as Apparition. It's a mono white card. It's a legendary creature. Spirit Warlock has flying, lifelink, protection from vampires. Interestingly, in a vampire How, set. How's um, that bad? <laughs> no, it's not bad. Um, so Catilda... Dawnheart Martyr's power and toughness are equal to the number of permanents you control that are spirits and or enchantments. Um, and you can disturb it for five mana to equip it to something and it gets the same exact ability. So it gets plus X plus X or X is the amount of like spirits you have out or enchantments. So yeah, I mean, you're right. Like let's say you're playing your Lingering Souls, right? That's probably the card you're thinking of. I'm guessing when you say white black and you create two flyers and then right. you flash back, create two flyers, you play as you have a five five flying lifelink. Um that's pretty strong. You know, um Hell, you gain a bunch of life, your opponent's basically dead at that point. Well well you put an intangible virtue into play. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh, it it helps out this spirit and it helps out all your spirit tokens. Yeah, just You're right, just, and then just saying. Yeah, there's a yeah. It's it's interesting. Yeah, you could play it. it it'd be a much different shell, right? It'd be a much different. And there's, I think, there's a zealous, zealous. Uh, not zealous. Is that is that the one you had? The force of virtue, the one where you exile a white card, put in your hand, put into play. It's flash. Um. Because there was there was an, there was another enchantment that's like four mana, all your creatures get plus one plus one. But if it's not your turn, you can exile white card and then you can flash it. Yeah, in. that's the that's the force of yada yada from Modern Horizons. 
Yes. You can use that, blah, 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 you know. Or they yep. have Zealous Persecution. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's a white and a black instant. Until end of turn, creatures you control get plus one, plus one. And creatures your opponent control get negative one, negative one. Interesting. It's kind of like a finisher. Just just throwing them out there. Just, you know. Yeah. You, you know, it's cheap. cheap you know, you know the, am I going to say it's going to win your... It, okay, actually, I think it could actually win, like, let's say, an FNM because nobody's going to see it coming. I agree. Yeah, I think I have an FNM level. You know, be a lot of fun. You go really wide. I, I, you know, it would be fun to try this at a like at a major event, and people go, "Where the hell did this come from?" I could see like if you're really going to explore. I think like Orzhov spirits, like you were saying, white black is interesting. I think mono blue spirits is something worth exploring. That'd probably be what I would rather explore, just because I like. The blue aspect of spirits a lot. No, I more than I'm, I'm just throwing, I, I'm throwing it out to the spirit squad, the spirit community. Watsy's telling us something here. Sure, don't, don't be. I think it's an it. interesting card too. I mean, like some people said, like oh, it could be seen modern. I think the hard thing with the card is like if you have a lot, a lot of spirits, it's great. Obviously, it's like a four four three three a five five flying life and creature. But if you don't, Let's and someone honest. keeps killing your spirits, like it is not good because you're playing a one one. Let's be, life can we be honest with one another? Realistically, this will never see modern. And the reason why is most of the time we have two to three spirits in play at most at all times. Two to three yep. at most. Okay, this thing is going to be a 3-3? Three, three? Really? Yeah, and it gets bolted. Really? Yep. No. And, and especially and, at the three mana mark? No. And the reason why it's, it's going to be... Like, the reason you only have two and three spirits out in modern is because people kill them you know like there's so much removal in modern you have a better time a chance of me playing uh what was a flourishing hunter which is a four generic and two green mana for a wolf spirit six six sure yep <laughs> i'm looking at that one now yep so there's a lot of interesting cards and i think we can agree like i think some of these cards should be tested, you know, in in different formats, whether it be Pioneer, Modern. I think the ones I'm most excited about are Dorothy and Cemetery Illuminator. I think honorable mentions are probably Dream Shackle Geist and Lantern Bear. Mm-hmm. Um which have some kind of niche applications, you know, so we'll have to wait and see. You know, we'll have to wait and see. Um oh Voice of the Blast too, like you mentioned, would be really good in Soul Sisters. Mm. So We'll have to wait and kind of well, see how it goes. Well, let me ask you, you know, are there any cards right now? Like, obviously, we didn't get the one mana card, right? Yep. There, Correct. You know, there, there are potential cards here. But is there any cards that you think right now, because they got that uh, Las Vegas, uh, you know, GP, I can't call it a GP. Big event, yeah. Is there a certain card you think, the spirit community should consider for those type of that upcoming event. Like not considering the new cards you're not saying? considering, like, but uh, like something that like it's still in our toolbox that, you know, we may have been. Sure. Um, well, it's interesting. Cause I think, I think these cards come out after that tournament. I think they're like right, like shortly after they come out on paper. So I think you wouldn't be able to play them anyways. Yeah. I think interestingly, for one of those big events, I think probably, I think a lot of the core spirits are kind of in a good spot if you want to play spirits, because mm-hmm. 
lot like one thing that's seeing a lot of play right now, at least in modern, is the elementals. Mm-hmm. Um, like the evoke fury, the solitude. Like Ralchings is good against solitude. Um, Drashville Captain is good against solitude. Self of spirit is good against fury because when they play fury, you can sacrifice self of spirit to save your board, which is nice. Um, control seeing a lot of play, so having an answer to supreme verdict is good. Um, I actually think Sailor's kind of okay right now because, like, sometimes someone will be attacking with a Ragavan in Modern and you flash in your Sailor, catch him by surprise, and kill a Ragavan, which is really nice. So I think um, I think a lot of the core spirits are well-positioned. I think there's a lot of artifact decks right now, so Kataki. Mm-hmm. Kataki course, all day. It's is, is definitely very, very like, well-positioned in Modern. And that card I hadn't seen play for years. Um, but I'm going to be playing it again in Spirits. I actually played at my local um, Friday Night Magic last Friday, and I won against three players in a row. I was 2 0 2 0 It was a very good night for me. Very nice. And my last match was against Hammer Time, mm. which um, for anyone who plays Modern, they know what that deck is. <laughs> but but um, I, I lost 0-2. Like, pretty, it was pretty rough, and... I was thinking, like, you know, I really need Kataki. You know, well, because I, th- I think it would have helped. Well, the cards that I think, you know, and I actually brought them out out of my uh, sideboard because I'm gonna go to a maybe a uh, FNM this weekend. Uh, sure. Fri- uh, actually, Friday is Kira the Great Glassbender. I think people need to consider con- putting that. Ah, back. that's a good one. Yep. Uh, just because you know, there's a lot of cre- you know creature removal, so we want to yep. deal with that. One that you mentioned is Hammer Time, and I'm thinking Engineered Explosives. Yeah, EE is good. Um, EE on zero kills all the constructs, right? Mm-hmm. Engineered Explosives on one can kill all the hammers. Hammers, the Sigarda's the, the Aid. There's a, oh, that's true. I didn't think about Sigarda's Aid. Um, Prismatic Ending is a card to consider because mm-hmm. it, it deals with a lot of threats in Hammer. It deals with the Ragavan. And this is um, one, dude, here's one that nobody's talking about that I think could work really good against uh, Tron and especially against Elementals. It shuts it down. It's Lavina, the Azorius Renegade. I've heard that card mentioned. It's like you can't cast spells for zero, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll read it. It's, it's a white, a blue, legendary human soldier 2-2. Two, two. And the first sentence is, each opponent can't cast non-creature spells with converted mana cost greater than the number of lands that player controls. So Tron, you're screwed. Eldrazi, you're screwed. You know, Eldrazi Tron, Red Tron, you're screwed. Then whenever an opponent casts a spell, if no mana was spent to cast it, counter that spell. So guess what? That's right, Elementals, you're screwed. (laughs) Affinity would probably be screwed too. There you go, Affinity as well. So, yeah. the, so I, I'm just telling you, if you're going to this tournament, uh, Lavinia, the Azorius Renegade, just saying. Yeah, yeah. There's, you're right. There's a lot of, there's a lot of niche cards in Azorius colors right now. You can play. Like, I think Rest in Peace is important. Uh, amen, um, amen. That's a more than ever. Imperative. And I think, I think people need to play that card. Um, not try to do other stuff or not skimp on Graveyard Hate because we're seeing Murktide Regent. Mm-hmm. You play if you play Rest in Peace, your opponent's not playing Murktide Regent. <laughs> well, the, you play yeah. that; they're, they're going to think twice about the uh, 
the the uh, what's this the elemental decks because oh it goes into the graveyard now this brought back deck I don't know if you've seen this brought back deck it's an upcoming I have seen that yeah oh it's mm-hmm. an upcoming deck and let me just tell you oh the cre- creatures gone to the graveyard oh no they're yep. gone forever that brought back does nothing pal nothing yeah rest in peace is good against a lot it's good against Mark Tide it's good against um, brought back it's good against Living End it's good against um, Jun Saga because they use Renin Six to get Saga back or mm-hmm. they have Tarmogoyf. Like, um, Recipes is not a card you want to forget about. No, I think I, you should be playing three. As much as least. I like that Enco- uh, Envec. Six Fire Envec, yeah. As, as much as I like it, I'm sorry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Rest in Peace right now. That's where I'm at, too. Yep, in this exact same place. So let me ask you, <laughs> since we're here and, Mon- you know, Crimson Val, and the next set is... Kamigawa mm-hmm. you know, des- Dynasty. What is your what is your expectations for Kamigawa? I'm I'm trying to temper my expectations with Kamigawa. I am I'm kind of in a place where I hope there's new spirits in it and I hope it's a cool set, but like Innistrad's kind of my favorite set in terms of like flavor. So I'm just like, okay, like, I'll wait. I'll see what it's like. I'm actually more excited that Kamigawa is going to be, like, this neon Blade Runner-type world because mm-hmm. I love, like, Blade Runner movies. I love sci-fi. I think if we got, like... People are kind of guessing, like, what if we get, like, artifact spirits? Ooh. You know, because, like, like a ghost-in-the-shell-type vibe where there's, like, spirits inhabiting armor or machines. That's different. Yeah, like, spirits are kind of the life force that powers up machines in this future world. Um. That would be interesting. I that would kind of combine two things I love because I love affinity. You probably don't hear a lot of spirits players say that. Um, but <laughs> taxes and affinity are my other two decks, and um, so artifact spirits would be would be really interesting. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I don't really know what to expect from Kamigawa. I think it's going to be different. I don't think it'll be like our typical flying spirits. Unfortunately, I don't think it'll be like Nibbles of the Frost. You know, I don't think it'll be tapping and freezing and flying. I think it's going to be different avenue for spirits but who but who knows you know we could still get apparition doesn't fly and it's very good well we know so we haven't had an artifact set in a while and i have a feeling this is going to be the artifact set i think that's fair um all the reason to play kataki i I think (laughs) and i think energy is going to make its way back i i I expect to see vehicles back Mm -hmm. obviously ninjutsu comes back yep Yep. Wow. Oh, there was one. Oh, damn it. There was a. I, I brought it up on one of my episodes where I actually think you know, uh, where you sacrifice a creature type, and then you have to pay mana. I forget what. Oh, shit. I forget the. I forget the name of the ability. I think it's an old school ability that's going to come its way back. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to temper my expectations. That's where I'm at too. I'm trying to temper them because like. I don't want to be disappointed, and I think, I mean, I'm excited about the set. I I think I'm very, I guess I should say spirit players are very lucky, not just me, but, like, you got to think about it. We got Midnight Hunt, that's a set with spirits. We got Crimson Vow, a set with spirits. Now we're getting Kamigawa, another set with spirits. It's like, holy, yeah, like, they're that, just pumping was, out these sets that, like, spirits are a big part of them. Th- that's what I was going to ask you next, is, like, you know, will spirits be an afterthought in Kamigawa? Because it's just the fact that, you know, we've had spirits. I don't think so. I, I, I I think that's hard to say because, like, the original Kamigawa, I, I wasn't playing Magic back then. That's an old set, right? I was. 
that came out in <laughs> oh okay what, dude 2000, 2000s? 2004 to between 2004 and 2005 yeah yeah i wasn't i wasn't into magic yet um i think i played Yu-Gi-Oh at that time <laughs> but but um but like <laughs> i was fairly young not super young but but yeah i mean i i think the original set had a lot of spirits and i think it was a lot of different types of spirits i think they were weak i i, I don't I, I don't know much about them the only spirit i can think of and you can correct me because i don't know is karmic guide or maybe oh, not karmic guide what's the other karmic guide was like back in the day that was that was in the, the saga block the uh the urza's block Ah, I, so the what's the Kami Kami of False Hope yes. guy who like sacrifices himself and yep. you don't take damage? Yep, that was Kamigawa, I think. Yes, it um, So like, I don't, I don't know. We might see weird stuff like that. I, I'm not sure. I think, um, I think we'll see spirits though. I, I, I don't think spirits are going to be an afterthought. I think we might see more ninjas. I think we might see more energy and artifact stuff, like you mentioned. The only reason we might not see a lot of spirits is it's going into the future, you know, and in the future mm-hmm. things are more like technology and I, I'm like s- to just I'm saying that they they this they, they you know, what happens to spirits versus the whole rest of the world and the, the society kicked their butt and now they're not honoring the spirits, they're not honoring them, so they're <laughs> yeah. they're they're will, withering way they hate them. <laughs> they're disappearing, but there's still a few that still honor. You know, the you know, there's, yep. there's still you know the old ones, old people. Like, I mean, there's got to be spirits, right? Like, I mean, we we see spirits in like every set of magic. Like, Psychic Apparition was from like, um, Thero Zendikar, Zendikar, um, and it's like that's not really a spirit set. No. So like, so like we'll see spirits, and like there'll be some left over that were probably like, you know, didn't want to become machines or some if they became machines. I don't know, but I think I, I don't think we should give up. Yeah, I. I think like we're kind of lucky that we get three sets in a row, and I think we're bound to get something. Well, that's I think we've already got things that are probably good enough for pioneer historic, and we're bound to probably get something that's good enough for modern. No, let me ask you about 2020. Since we're gonna go to Kamigawa and it's gonna be 2020, I this is what I'm saying. 2021 was the year of the spirits, uh, because you know, let's be honest with each other. We had Kaldheim, which yep. had spirits. We had uh, was uh, Strixhaven mm-hmm. had spirits. We had uh, Modern Horizon Seal, which had a spirit or two. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then we yep. then, then we had uh, Dungeons and Dragons that had a spirit or two. Mm-hmm. Then we had um, uh, Innistrad uh, Midnight Hunt. We had spirits. Crimson Vow. We had spirits. Now, like. We had spirits galore. Like I feel bad for the merfolk pe- people because where were the merfolk? You know where were where were the rest of things? Mm-hmm. You know, is it? You know, did you know? This is going to sound so wrong in saying it, but did we shoot our load? Did like did, did you know? Did is it over? Is is spirits time over in two thousand twenty two? Did you know? <laughs> yeah. No. Um, yeah, it's an interesting question. I, my answer really is just like absolutely not. Like I think, I think that um, spirits is a creature type that's similar to human in that it's easy to put on things. Um, it's, I mean, you got to think about it, right? Like, there's always going to be humans in magic because, like, when you play a game, 
you want to see yourself represented, right? Mm-hmm. You know, unless you're like me and you, and you don't like humans, and you'd rather be dead. So no, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but no, I believe I have people I, who listen to this podcast. I suppose. No, but, you, um, you know what separates us from human players? We have souls. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, like, I think we'll, I think we'll always get new spirits. I think there will be new spirits, um, in pretty much any modern set. I think we might see times when we go to like planes where uh, more folk are a little more popular, and hopefully for their sake that happens. Um, maybe lizard people or something. I think the set after Kamigawa is like a, it's like a. It's supposed, like to, it's supposed to be mafia, yeah, set, it's gangster something. But Kamigawa, gang, you know, snake, you know, Kamigawa, yeah, Kamigawa had snakes and had mm-hmm. orcs, you know. So I expect to see the snakes, the orcs back, um, rats because the, in the black in black was they had the rats, so the rat and all that, yeah. So I expect to see those tribes back, but spirits, I don't. I'm like, did they, you know? I I think maybe I think maybe we'll have a set or two where like there's not many spirits or it doesn't is focused on them, but I think we'll see them again. I I think it's probably one of the top like five creature types, most likely. Um, like I would say, one. you know, there's elves, there's humans, um, goblins, goblins, spirits, zombies, merfolk. We're folk and we're folk on that popular. Let's be real. <laughs> no, but... Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, poor more folk players. Yeah, I feel bad for them. Mm-hmm. Well, but yeah, I mean, I, I think we'll continue seeing spirits. I think even into 2022, we'll continue seeing spirits. Um, we're getting Lord of the Rings set in the future, too. And I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings fan, but I know there are spirits. There's some spirits. Some There's spirits. Some, there are some spirits. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That that right here is, you know, uh, uh, you know, Doctor Katz and I going over Crimson Vow. Uh, tell you know, share your thoughts with me. You know, reach out to me at uh, MTG Ectoplasm uh, at gmail dot com. You know, write out to me, email me, or if not, go to my Twitter. Uh, real quick, I have a quick announcement uh, because this is, I believe, this is my sixty fifth episode, and you know, the ravishing Renata just gave me the thumbs up. Um, uh, you know how I did my big 50th episode. I'm going to end up doing a big 75. I'm going to ha- I'm going to have another master. Uh, this master is a master supreme, as I like to call him. He's not like a burrito supreme, but he's a master supreme, as I call him. He's a, a mentor of mine. Uh, I'm not going to give out the name till maybe the day before because I want to make sure everything's said and done with. But it's going to be sometime in December when I hit my 75th episode where I'm going to have this master on. So I want to thank uh, you, the listening audience, for making this uh, a big spot. Now, real quick, Dr. Ketz, do you have anything that you want to uh, proselytize? Yes, absolutely. Um, so I'll, I'll talk a little bit about my local game. So if you live in New York, um, in upstate area, um, live in a town, Binghamton, Triple Cities, there's a local game store here, Jupiter Games. Um, which is really nice. Um, the prices are good. The events are very good. Um, last Friday, I managed to win $22 um, in store credit just by splitting it with a guy because me and him were in the final round. Um, hammer time player I told you about. But yeah, um, 
great local game store. You can order from online with them too. Um, again, that's Jupiter Games, and they're located in Binghamton, New York. All right. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. If you're in that upper state New York area, uh, stop at Jupiter Games. You'll enjoy it because, you know, Dr. Cat said so. Now, Dr. Cat, you know what time it is, right? Yes, I do. It's the shout-out section where I'm looking for the best of the best, the cream of the crumb, the creme de la creme. And as you know, Dr. Katz and I know that if you didn't make it this time, we're rooting for you, right, Dr. Katz? Absolutely. You know, we want people to, you know, kick ass, take names, you know, chew bubblegum, you know, you know how it works. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we didn't have anybody in Historic this week, but in Pioneer, dear sweet baby Jesus, Pioneer, you guys have been kicking ass. October, October 30th in Pioneer, first place, Azorius. This gentleman's name is Nakatashima Atsushi. Okay. Nice pronunciation uh, there. <laughs> Nakatashima Atsushi. And November 1st, first place with a band build. If you like this one, that one, check this one out. Moriyama Junki. Moriyama Junki, congratulations. First place band build. Takimura Kokui. Takimura Kokui, congratulations. 5 0 with a band build. This one's a lot easier. Kent. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Kent. Kent. And that's K E N T E. Kent. Yep. And then Kente. <laughs> Kente. Okay. And then November 6th, first place, Azorius build. Iniba Conan. Aniba Conan. Congratulations for kicking ass in Pioneer. Now, in modern. Oh, no, no. I st- I'm sorry. I still got people in Mo- Pioneer. Jeez, sweet baby Jesus. I'm sorry. Uh, November 8th, 5 Bant build. Daddy Thick. Daddy Thick. Not going to ask what's thick there, Daddy, but I'll just leave <laughs> it there. Okay. Uh, same day, November 8th, 5 Mono Blue Snow build. And that's Brenz. B-R-E-N-Z-S. You know, this is the second time I'm shouting you out, guy. I hope you're sitting there. Or, man, I'm shall I say, I hope you're going out there. Kick, keep on kicking ass. So, congratulations, like I said, to all those in Pioneer. Now comes down to modern. Modern. Well, this individual keeps on kicking ass. Not only did he kick ass November 2nd and went 5-0, he also kicked ass November 5th with a 5-0 and both with BAMP builds. And, of course, who do you think it could be? Who do you think, Dr. Katz? I think it's Dr. Queller. Congratulations, yeah, Dr. Queller. <laughs> there you go, Dr. Queller kicking ass. 5-0, 5-0, BAMP build November 2nd and 5th. Now, ladies and gentlemen, there was a player a Japanese player who ended up uh, top eighting in legacy. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, I had this gentleman on from Brazil, okay? He kicked ass in legacy. Guess what? You can kick ass in legacy too. Don't be afraid of the format. All you got to do is try. My goal is to make sure we get more legacy players playing on MTGO. If you can afford it on paper, God bless you. You you can pay for my mortgage if you'd like to. But I would like to see more of you guys in legacy kicking ass. And like I said, there's a Japanese player who topped eight. Congratulations. So with that, that, Dr. Katz, do you have anything else that you want to share with us, the spirit world, the spirit community, the spirit squad? 
Dr. Katz? Oh, no, I lost Dr. Katz. Oh, now I can hear you. Hey. I can hear you for a little bit. Oh, <laughs> Sorry about that. That's all right. So is there anything else you want to share with us, Dr. Katz? Yes. Um, I think you might mention this to me, but I'm one of the moderators for the Spirits Discord. Yes. If you're interested in Spirits, um, please join our Discord. You can find it on MTG Spirits on Reddit. You can just type it in on Google. Um, great community. We talk about modern. We talk about pioneer. We talk about historic. We even talk a little bit about legacy. Um, and if you're looking for me on Twitter, uh, my screen name there is Dr. Katz 11. So D-R-K-A-T-Z-1-1. And let me just tell you, ladies and gentlemen, you will get some great, a great information. There's great people out there. Spirit Master uh, Andre Segura is out there. You great uh, article writer, Tastic Tuesday. You got uh, Rift. He's the uh, the guy who created the uh, Discord group because he, he enjoys playing it. And then also you got Dr. Katz. You got loads of loads of people who love Absolutely. the Spirit Tribe. And you know what? We're not going to let you down. We all want to, like I like I said in uh, in the shout out section, we're all rooting for one each other. Want us to improve and kick you know kick ass in each and every single format. Absolutely. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, you know what? Thank you for listening to the show. I humbly, humbly appreciate it. I want to thank you, Dr. Katz, for being on. And uh, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, next time you're kicking your opponent's ass, make sure they say, that's Bushi. I'll see you guys next time. Goodbye.